What up? What up? We are live, episode 12 of the fourth quarter podcast. Yes. Three months. Three months? Three oh my months. gosh, it's yeah. crazy. Wait, I don't even know how that makes sense, but I'll go with that. I I'm, think I'm cool with that. Right? Like 12 weeks? No, you're, you're right. Every I'm month like, was exactly four weeks. Yeah, that's what months. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever came up with the calendar and gave February 28 days, <laughs> you're a weird person. Really mess us up. Code is here. We're in my little. Harry Potter closet, we're yeah. back. It's been a while since we've done in person. I know. Been a lot of madness this March, not just tournament-wise. Lots of madness. Like, our lives have been heating up. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll come back to our strong and steady. Coda, it's the 12th episode. Who's your favorite athlete to ever wear number 12? My favorite athlete to ever wear the number 12, and I actually don't really have an Oregon one as part of my tradition okay. because there's not really I a lot of Oregon you. 12s. Um... Except for Tuan Porter, he was this five six Oregon basketball player. Um, That's probably your but he was good as a freshman, and then he was terrible the rest of his career. It was a very <laughs> strange career arc he had. Um, probably my favorite number twelve because I don't want to say Tom Brady. Yeah, and we know I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers. Hell no. Um, would be the assist king, John Stockton, who is now a little crazy and off his rocker, but <laughs> at the time was cool, and no one knew that he was crazy. So yeah. John Stockton would be I, mine. I love that. It's kind of an aside. So I think of Stockton, I think of Pistol Pete for whatever reason. Have okay. you seen this dude, Antoine Green or whatever his name is from um, Detroit, is like making a big stink about not being granted an extra game to break Pistol Pete's all-time record? What? Yeah, I'm like, all right, bro. Like, Or you <laughs> could just, ridiculous. one, acknowledge that you were given an extra what? year. Two, just break it when you had the amount yeah. of games. Like, sorry your career ended. That's insane, dude. No one else's fault there, my man. Um, I'm going to go with Doug Williams, oh, Redskins okay. quarterback, the only Super Bowl MVP we've ever had. Uh, wow, we were, we were the Redskins. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, uh, a Commanders fan, long-suffering for all of you who <laughs> come from uh, east of the Mississippi. Um, I just read a great book called Rise of the Black Quarterback by Jason Reed that was super I want to read fun. that. Super informative. Um, it was just amazing. And it, it, it was, uh, I think it was a 20, 2019, okay. probably 2017, 20, 2019. So it's like relatively recent. But yeah. like Pat Mahomes was still like a budding like, oh, that's you know, so MVP, interesting. but they weren't sure yet. Uh, yeah. And Lamar Jackson hadn't kind of done anything that made anybody angry. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, amazing, amazing. And, you know, we're going to jump right into a little bit of news. Today will mostly be about the variants of basketball, but uh, a little bit of NFL news. So people are constantly moving around teams. Um, the New York football Jets uh, got rid of one Elijah Moore yep. and brought in Miko Hardman, which is impressive. He's yeah. a good ad. Great I ad. I won the Chargers grub. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this dude knows how to win. He's been a yeah. Super Bowl player, you know? Um, Adam Thielen, wide receiver, went to the Panthers. So he'll Love be either that. probably C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. I feel like that confirms that, at least for me, they're taking C.J. Stroud. It seems one of all, my favorite, everything points to that. One of my favorite wide receivers of all time, T.J. Who's your mama? I mean, who's <laughs> Uh Was uh, with all the quarterbacks, and he said, I'll take C.J. Stroud number one if you give me that pick. I mean, dude. Well, I've been saying this since, since the start. C.J. Stroud is so oddly underrated. Yeah. He's, in my opinion, clearly the most talented of the quarterbacks. Like, not even close, in my opinion. Apparently, he's the best leader, too. He really? Was like, honestly, he's the guy who's going to make the last guy on your team feel like a real part of the team. That's I'm good. Like, yeah, you're going to need that in The Carolina. Panthers are going to need that, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, a couple other people moved around. But, uh, Coda, you got something from us not in the football world. Yeah. Um, 
this one's something we've been so excited about in the podcast. Thrill. Uh, we've talked about this a lot. Uh, Every day. The WBC, if you don't know what that stands <laughs> for, is the World Baseball Classic, which has been just the talk of the sports world. Mm. Um, and actually, I want to mention, Ben and I had a really strange night at 33 Taps, which yeah. is this bar right down the street from us. Yeah. And yeah, we went there to watch March Madness with friends. And there were so many people there to watch the World Baseball Classic, which did not make any sense. But I want to shout out the Mexican fans. Absolutely. So it was Mexico and... Uh, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico were playing. Yeah. And they were so intense the whole... From like every single pitch. Um, so that was great. But Japan took it. Yeah. The whole thing. Over yeah. the US, 3-2. to two. It was a pretty cool moment. I didn't watch it live because... I don't know who's watching the World Baseball <laughs> No offense. Um, but I did see, yeah, it was uh, Shohei who struck out Mike Trout, which is a cool little story because they're teammates in uh, yeah. Anaheim. The Anaheim of Los Angeles Angels, which uh, makes no actual flawless geographical name. sense. <laughs> Trust us on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, you know, we'll just leave that there. Shohei continues yeah. to be just a world-class athlete. And then uh, as we transition into basketball, so... Uh, Based a little bit on what happened this past weekend, uh, Rick Pitino, who is now no longer part of the tournament, sorry, Iona, uh, is now the St. John's coach, which is a real kind of uh, rebound for him. Yep, welcome to back. Step up. Yeah, welcome to, back to, to the, the big, big leagues. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fun playing Louisville and being, you know, feeling regret and grief. <laughs> um, and then Tobin Anderson, who is the uh, now world famous Fairleigh Dickinson <laughs> uh, former coach, he took his job. Apparently, coach yeah. a couple of years back. They wanted to give it to him as well, but Patino was no available. Way. Read wow. that hot off the press. I didn't like realize that. Three years ago when Patino took the job, Tobin was like their number two. Life has such a weird way of working, huh? It's unbelievable. But the biggest coaching move, subjectively, for my Georgetown Hoyas, we finally figured out how to hire someone not in our nepotistic network, <laughs> Mr. Ed Cooley. Of the Providence Friars, who is a great, stellar great hire. pickup. Johnny yeah. and I were thrilled to hear this. So. No, it's it's a great pickup. Happy for you guys. Thank you. Hopefully, it's on the rise. Um, yeah, moving to a more professional version of the sports. Mm. Um, we're doing our three for three that we've been doing weekly for the NBA. <clears throat> I have to say, last week neither of us had a good week. Um, nice. I was one for three. Ben was zero for three. Oh, Honestly, four. at that point. There's no difference. We both really <laughs> stunk it up last week. This does bring our total records to me five and four, Ben two and seven. <laughs> Which oh, honestly, really neither of those, even the five and four, neither of them are things to like write home about. So don't feel too bad about yourself, Ben. I've actually added a little bit of a wild card in this week that we're going to do moving forward to maybe oh. help us oh. get some easy dubs. I don't know if they'll be easy, but they'll be different. Okay. So, the first game we're going to pick this week, one out of the three games moving forward is going to be a game that, in my opinion, absolutely nobody would ever watch. Okay. So, no okay. one's actually going to watch this game, but we're going to pick it. Because okay. this is going to show how good we actually are at this. Will this make it easier on me to get it right? I'm actually now realizing this will actually probably make it harder on us, <sighs> because these are teams that no one cares about. <laughs> um, so, Friday uh-huh. evening, yeah. primetime juggernauts. San Antonio Spurs at the Washington Wizards. This has a lot riding on it, this game. Well, it does for us because yeah. Daniel's going to be a puddle of tears if they lose. Yes, I thought about Daniel when ever. I picked up this Daniel game. Daniel Nelson, we love you. And yes. he was just telling me, he's like, man, our Wizards, our wizards are falling apart. Um, <laughs> he so was me this so is, confident, too. Yeah, this is San Antonio <clears throat> at Washington. At Washington, and you know 
Washington's such a tough place to play. They, they really are. It's deafening in there. Yeah. I'm going to say, uh, because I've had such an incredible success, I should just trust my gut. Uh, I'm going to go with the Wizards. I'm going to say the okay. Wizards defend home. Brad Beal goes for 30-plus. Uh, I'm going to say that the Spurs commit fully to the tank at this point and wow. are actually happy to get the loss, knowing that they're going to be in the full Victor Wimanyana sweepstakes. I love it. I'm going to go for all the same reasons you've just chosen okay. the Wizards as well. Great. Um, yeah, I'm actually in my fancy championship right now, yes, and I you picked are. up Keldon Johnson okay. from the Spurs. Yeah. So I would love them to keep playing well. All this, this will be, no, this is on Friday, so... I'm gonna need him to play, yeah, and have a great game, but ultimately lose is essentially what I need. So Can this I also has some, something for me. What quickly? Yeah. So first of all, I'm so glad I had no idea who Kelton Johnson was or that he played for the Spurs. Me either until I needed a pickup two Which days is ago. Yeah. Shocking. First, second of all, best of luck to you in this Thank final. You. you worked so Thank hard. You. It was razor thin in the semis. I'm sitting next to you looking at the scoreboard. Uh, third of all, have you ever played Total? No. You remember like with Wordle, but like yeah. this is a. Uh, uh, an NBA version. What? Yeah, where you get five guesses to figure out the NBA player. No way. Yeah, it's one. Of, I'll show you it offline. Okay, yeah. Like, go ahead and do yourself a favor, guys. I was going to say. P-O-E-T-L. Check it out. It's a ton of fun. I'm very evangelical what? about this. Yeah. It's oh very obscure, though. You'll find players that you never knew. That's, see, that's born. the best. Okay. I love that. Well, also, this is just an educational podcast at this point now. You're so, we're so just welcome. giving wisdom. People are learning here. Books, games. Absolutely. Um, second game. These next two are a little more real. These mm-hmm. are some real teams playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> this one will hit home for you, and it's a pretty big game for you. Don't say what. Moving Warriors. down the stretch. The Timberwolves at the Warriors ah. on Sunday. God, I'm so Big, big game. Big, big game, honestly. It is. Shouldn't be such a big game, but it has turned into a pretty large game. Let me just say, um... I'm gonna I'm gonna pick for the dubs again because okay. it's just I, I can't I even said in my head Ben don't do it Ben don't do it uh, they're gonna defend their home court um, it is just an absolute catastrophe that Wiggins has not been available for us yeah this, this is season. tough but I want to give my condolences because I know his family's going through something really difficult yeah. I'm really impressed that we haven't found out what it is yet yeah I think honestly it's actually really beautiful I think it's great um, without him we're really gonna struggle down the stretch hopefully Gary Payton the second comes back. Yep. But I do I do think, man, the Wolves are just not that complete of a team. I feel like if, if we can probably hold up against them, even if the limited amount of people we have, I think Steph goes for probably another big number. And again, shout out to Clay, who's just been incredible. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah and my condolences to Wiggins, too. And also, because I saw some of this on social media, we have to. There's like crazy rumors. Yeah. Guys, just let the dude do what he needs to do. Yeah. Obviously, something's going on. Just let it be. Um,. I'm going to go Warriors, too. Okay. Um, we have some synergy this week. I love it. I um, love it. I I, for all, pretty much, again, coattails. all the same. <laughs> yeah, that five and four is looking real good. Um, pretty much for all the same reasons, though. I yeah. just, it's hard for me to imagine the Warriors not winning this game. Yeah. I don't think they'll reel that bad. Yeah. Um, so, What's yeah, I'll go, I'll go the Warriors, too. <laughs> so. um, and then third, this is a really intriguing game. Okay. Because I think, in my opinion, this game could kind of be the MVP Against MVP game. I think really? we can find out who's going to be the MVP in this game specifically. Okay. Uh, this is Monday night. Okay. Big game. Mm-hmm. National televised. 76ers and Nuggets. Embiid so and Jokic. In Denver. In Denver. I'm kind of pissed the Nuggets because I actually went with them when they went to friggin' New York this past week. That was one of you my did, losses. Yeah. And, I, and for some reason, the Knicks went off that game. So you're telling me this is in Philly. This is 
No, this is in Denver. In Denver. Yeah. Uh, gosh. Lots riding on this game. It is. So, yeah, I'll go with Denver. I'm going to give him... Wow. I'm going to give Nikola the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say that he's going to realize that man has it swung away from him, and he's got some serious work to do in the campaign that he's running to okay. be three-time running MVP. I love what it. Do you, what do you think? I think I'm going to go Philly here. Okay, MVP. I like it. I like I, it. I have nothing against the Nuggets. Yeah. Nothing against Nikola. I just think they don't know how to get over the hump. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go 76ers. I think this is the year Embiid might get over the hump. I really, I think he's so, so good. Make it so, Lord. I, I frankly, you know, I just want to give another shout-out to our good friend Tobias Harris, who wanted <laughs> to be part of this pod but was yeah. just too hungry to stand in line at Canyon Coffee. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, he clearly, like, wanted to be here. He wanted yeah, to. Yeah, so and, we're sorry we couldn't make that happen for you guys. We'll, we'll, we'll come back around. Yeah, of course. That, so. Um, well, fantastic, uh, guys, we, uh, we've done our A block, we've done our B block, and then you can imagine, there's just an enormous amount of things to talk about in the world of madness. NCAA men tournament, the first two rounds are done, and it was, quite honestly, a bit cray-cray. Uh, we're gonna, honestly, we're pulling out some live brackets that we've, that we've, uh, printed out just to give ourselves a nice visual. I can barely see my bracket beyond all of the red and X's beyond like at this point. <laughs> Same dude. And I'll just go ahead and be transparent. So I have five final uh, Sweet Sixteen teams. Oh wow! My dog, who did a coin flip bracket, has five Sweet Sixteen no teams. No way! My wife, who picked it based off of purple, blue, and animals that fly, had four Sweet Sixteen teams. I've never had less than like seven. Transparently. Wow. It's just a weird-ass year. So. Yeah. What about you, my friend? Well, you know what's crazy is I have eight. Oh, gotcha. Which I was like half. That's great. But Annie has nine. Oh, so of course she does. So here this comes again. Annie just somehow, although her final four is looking a little rough, her entire yeah. half of it is gone. Um, so that's where she's slipping up. But again, she's just somehow doing better than us, which does not make any sense to me. I mean, you heard her last week with the like the last like four minutes that she put into that and she came up with Baylor Duke Texas UCLA is that right yeah. Yeah. and it was like yeah those are yeah, I was four like that sounds good really good picks and like, let me tell you guys behind what? the scenes she literally like I came up to her and I was like oh hey I really need I, can you do this and she's like I got it she's filled out in like three minutes <laughs> and I was like okay press record and that's what I did you know way to go Annie so Coda why don't you give me uh, two things that stuck out from you from the first two games of the turn two rounds of the tournament I'll give you two as well okay um, I think it would be hard to not mention Princeton mm -hmm. at this point mm -hmm. um, really really impressive showing because it's not even just like they haven't played good teams I mean they've no. played two like very usually good teams. I mean, beat a two seed Arizona, beat a seven seed Missouri, and beat a seven seed Missouri by fifteen. Yeah. Um, kind of like controlled that game from start to finish. Um, so that's super stuck out to me. Um, but we always have a Cinderella, you know. Although fifteen seed game in Sweet Sixteen, the way they've done it is very, very, very impressive. Truly. And then I think what else has stuck out to me is how dominant Alabama's been. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't super believer. I've said that on the podcast, but. Yeah. They've just done what they need to do. Both games have been blowouts. They played a good Maryland team in the second round. Um, I think they have a great draw against mm -hmm. San Diego State. Um, I don't really see much resistance in their path to the Final Four at this point. So yeah. just their dominance has stuck out to me. And let's, I mean, just to illuminate this further. So uh, Bama is the one seed in their, in their segment, the South, right? 
The next highest seed is a five remaining. Yeah. We've got a five, San Diego State, six, Creighton, 15 seed, Princeton. I mean, who's to say they're not playing the 15 seed? They the very well, very well could. Right? I mean, that's yeah. nuts. So uh, I think those are really good ones to point out. Um, I think we'd all be remiss if we didn't mention the two, uh, the FU schools, yep. uh, to be crass. The <laughs> FAU and FDU my lovely wife predicted not just that matchup, but also the fact that Florida Atlantic would outlast Fairleigh Dickinson. But first, we were there next to these passionate Mexican fans watching Purdue go down. And I just want to say on the record, this is absolutely a better win than what, you know, psh, UMBC did to UVA. I mean, are pretty much they're incomparable. I would agree, though. Honestly, I would agree, though. Everyone in UV in Charlottesville, Virginia, is taking a big deep breath right. and sigh of relief at that point. They're like, "It's gone. It's over." <laughs> Isn't this like four straight years that Purdue's lost to a double digit seed too? That actually sounds sure correct. It's, I mean, it's pretty bad. It's not great. Good on you, not Matt great. Payton or Payton yeah. and Gang. You definitely <laughs> probably gonna lose your job. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, that was pretty cool. I thought Florida Atlantic really did kind of do away with them, which I'm like, okay, what was Purdue missing? Yeah, <laughs> like truly. so strange. But then the, the other one I really want to highlight is I still think people are sleeping on Gonzaga and Drew Timmy. Fair. Frankly, they went toe-to-toe with a really good TCU team, and I thought, man, they looked impressive. I think UCLA is going to have their hands full. Yeah. Um, so that, I'd say, those are the two that I would really point out. Um, but then I kind of wanted to also just remind us uh, of a couple other things that we went ahead and said. So what did we say? Who has the easiest road to glory? We said Alabama and Kansas. Well, of course, our Kansas <laughs> came in and took out your Kansas. Yeah. And uh, and here we are. The Razorbacks march on. Were you able to watch that game, Kota? No. Really? I was on the job. Dude. So sad. So so here's here's what's relevant from this game, guys. Uh, Eric Musselman, which you know actually really fits for this story. <laughs> I did see that video. Stands on a table, I think, rips his shirt off. This is the head coach of an NCAA program, in front of his like not so grown men, and swings <laughs> his hair his shirt around his head, and then leads them in like a woo pig chant. I'm like, guys, way to go. So funny. That's something you don't you don't get on ESPN. So you're no. welcome for that. Yeah. Uh, I would say we nailed it with Alabama, though. Nailed it. Yeah. And may even be easier than we thought. It is going to be a lot easier than we thought, given that they, they uh, you know, make it happen. But we kind of nailed it there. Let's give ourselves a pat on the back for that one. Coda, speaking of nailed it, so we, we I'll give you a couple of dark horses that, okay. that ended up ringing true, okay? So we were right on with three of the four regions with dark horses. Princeton in the South. I mean, come on. Come on. Like, Dude, are you kidding me? On. We were like literally, we nailed that with a bolt and an underline. Yeah. Miami in the Midwest, they haven't looked super strong, but who's to say they don't beat Houston? Like, Agreed. who's to say? Agreed. And then I think the most impressive, besides Princeton, would be the Arkansas pick. They had to go through a number yes. one seed. That's the only Which number one that dropped from them. So, like, it's what? funny that we picked Kansas as one of the teams at the easiest path, but also picked Arkansas as a dark horse. So, even then. I yeah. think that was you, bro. We, we I picked we VCU, doing. and that looked absolutely horrific. That did not age well. So, <laughs> But that was a decent pick. VCU, I don't know what happened to them. Well, let's see if these nerds can march on. Go Princeton Tigers. Yes. I will say, my again, my future sister-in-law picked things that were like Tigers and Sharks, and so her bracket's actually <laughs> looking pretty decent right now. Princeton got to keep marching on. Um, craziest upset so far, I think, 
as of right now, uh, that obviously is quite out of date, so we'll give yeah. you our update. No, Fairleigh Dickinson's win over Purdue was probably it's hard to uh, pick the biggest of all time. Of yeah. I would say it's a big, I mean, one of the biggest sports upsets of all time. Were there any other upsets that are like really worth mentioning? I mean, we had Princeton it. and Furman, Fairleigh Dickinson. There were close calls we had. There were a lot of close it's calls. Gonna be, I mean, nothing. That was one of the greatest upsets in sports. I had Louisiana over Tennessee. It looked like that was going to age super well. Kennesaw State, you almost had that. That would have been an insane pick. Utterly pissed on that one. Yeah. But Xavier really did rebound, so good on him. Yeah. Uh, and then the Auburn over Houston pick really did not come to fruition. Houston said, No, they nah, said absolutely good. not, Ben. So good on them. Yeah. And then, um, you know, just quickly glancing over the most likely upset on Friday, we got every single one wrong except for <laughs> Coda. Very correctly said Pitt over Iowa State. So a nod to you there. Why, Coda? Why was Pitt going to win that game? I just felt like they were underrated. Yeah. Literally. I think I said that on the podcast. I was like, this team somehow had to get in a play-in matchup. Yeah. And they had a really solid season. They beat some good teams. Yeah. I just was like, this is a no-brainer to me. So, Coda, I am going to make you a little bit of humble pie, though, here for a second. Or crow, as you like to say. Uh, The last category was most likely number one seed to find themselves in the championship game. We were spot on on 50% of our picks here. One was Alabama. We still feel really good about that. And then there was Purdue, who just happened to be my good friend's champion. Would you like to give a post-mortem on Purdue? Yeah, absolutely. Um, here's what I'll say. Purdue loses in the second round, or Sweet 16. I'm feeling fine. It's like, you know what happens. <laughs> to lose to Fairleigh Dickinson, mm. a private school in where? New Jersey? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know private schools in New Jersey played basketball. I don't think they do. Um, they don't. Yeah. Um, this was actually not even a real team. <laughs> the worst in history, I actually um, it's hard for me to even eat crow here because what do I even say? Like, how could I even be like, oh, I should have seen that coming? Who would have ever seen that coming? But I will say, um, I did do a deeper dive after the loss and was like, you know, if I did this deep of a dive the first time, probably wouldn't have picked them. Yeah. But they were dominant all year. Yeah. But I don't know. What I'm learning is, and I don't know if you agree with this, I feel like... Teams with really, like, good inside games, uh-huh. really good, like, five, four or five, like, big, like, tall dudes, yeah. usually just stink the bed every single March. So I'm never picking a team of tall guys in March again. It's just not going to happen. I think that's fair. I think I felt about as confused as Zach Eady looked at the end of that game. Yeah. Uh, he is just an incredibly gangly large man. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. But let's let's transition to uh, some Final Four predictions because I, I truly want to stand there next to my brother and say I also had no idea what I was doing. I was so confident that the Baylor Bears and their, like, three-guard rotation that they love to run was going to be – a force, and they really kind of just laid down and died against Creighton yeah. after a pretty good showing against the Gauchos of pretty UC Santa Barbara. They they just didn't look really worthy of a three seed. So here's the question I have for you briefly: is is Creighton for real, or was Baylor overhyped? Baylor's overhyped. Okay, a three seed with ten losses was insane. Okay, it was insane. There were there were several teams I think that were better than Baylor. So Princeton Creighton, good game. Does Princeton roll? Does Creighton surprise Princeton? Give us an early pick. We'll come back to this okay. in a few. 
Um, you know, I would love to pick Princeton. Yeah. That's all I want to do. Okay. Um, and I haven't done as deep of a dive into this. Um, so right now I'm going to say something, but it may change by the time later in this pod that maybe we're talking about this. I'm going to say Creighton okay. because it seems logical. Yeah. This Sweet 16 is usually where the Cinderella's die. Yeah, You it know, is. it's usually you get those first two rounds, it's really exciting, you get some hype, and then reality hits you in the face. So yeah. I'm going to go Creighton for right now, but my heart could change over the next 15 or 20 minutes. I think that's great. Well, speaking of Creighton, just to give everybody a live looking back at our Final Four predictions, my sweet wife, again, purple, blue, things that fly, had a blue thing that flied in Creighton in the Final Four, along with Kansas State, and then Kent State and Kansas. So Shannon has two Final Four teams left, one championship game team left, and no champion. Kansas is not going to win the championship. Manuka has one Final Four team left, Arkansas, and from there she has nothing left. She had the fighting toothpaste of Colgate in the championship <laughs> against Kentucky. It's not going to work out. No. All right, we're going to go to me next because no. I was the next most successful. Um, I have Texas and Gonzaga, which is aging really well on one side of the bracket, and Baylor and Duke, which looks like I was on crack cocaine. <laughs> um, Duke against Texas, but unfortunately I picked Duke beating Texas, which is really dumb in hindsight. Oh, brutal. And then we'll go to Coda, whose bracket looks really spotless besides Purdue. Purdue, yeah. Alabama, Texas, and UCLA, but then Purdue over UCLA, that unfortunately. That hurts. Yeah, it really hurts. really hurts. And then the class act of us all, again, Baylor Duke like me, which, you know, uh, we all make mistakes. But then she has Texas-UCLA with UCLA winning probably the most likely outcome yeah. at this point, given that none of us have a champion remaining besides Annie. <laughs> Again, our hat is off to our to our sweet friend. Um, and so now, folks, we're going to wrap with two fun little experiments for you. Um, first of all, uh, I don't have not actually heard this done yet, but this is inspired by something that ESPN does quite yeah. often. You don't even need to log on, though. You, you've come here, and this yes. is going to be way better anyway. Yeah, of course. So, Coda, let's start with um, the bottom, and I want us to move our way up from 16 to 1. Why don't we alternate? Coda, okay. give us uh, who is our 16 seed and what would you say about him? Our 16 seed is FAU, not FDU, mm. Florida Atlantic University. Um, here's the thing Sweet 16, everyone has earned a spot here. Yeah. You, it's not a fluke. You won two games to get to Sweet 16. Yeah. Everyone's earned a spot here. So I wouldn't say 16 seed FAU is not an indictment on FAU. Yeah. Um, our reasoning was that they beat Memphis. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay. They didn't beat them convincingly. Uh, what was it? 69-65. And then you beat Fairleigh Dickinson, which most people probably assumed was not going to win the second game. Yeah. Uh, so it's nothing against FAU. We just don't really have much to go off of, honestly. Yeah. Uh, we'll learn a ton this week against Tennessee, I would say. Um, so that's why we've gotten FAU at 16. Sorry, Owls. Yeah. But they're, they're tough. Again, yeah. they've had 32. 30- three wins now this year yeah, which is just super impressive freaking insane at 15 we had uh san diego state university just yep. down the road again this might be a bit low for them and i think we we could be disrespecting them however beating you know again the powerhouse the charleston cougars are <laughs> was not okay. that impressive and it also was not a bloodbath no. and then they they actually did beat Furman pretty convincingly but Honestly, we don't feel like either wins really put them on the map. 
Um, these Aztecs, though, are feisty. Yep. And again, they've won a fair amount of games. So we'll see if they can make any noise against Bama. I'd be shocked, but we'll see. 15. Yeah, I agree. At 14, we have the Miami Hurricanes, also mm-hmm. out of Florida. Um, Florida River representing the Sweet 16. Seriously. Um, once again, a similar reason for the 15 and 16 seeds. Uh, beat Drake by seven in the first round. Didn't do a lot for me. Congrats. Uh, beat an Indiana team from a Big Ten that wasn't all that deep. No. And their Big Ten's best team lost in the first round. Yeah. Um, it was a convincing win, 16 points, but I just, I don't, I haven't seen anything from Miami to be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Miami's going to take Houston this weekend. So Miami's falling 14 for us. I'm excited to jump into this in a few minutes here, but Jim Laranenga, man, let's see if he can yep. somehow rally the troops here. They, I mean, they did end up squeaking through by 16 against Indiana, which is like yeah. actually a sneaky good yeah. win. Uh, but they were looking a little soft against Drake when we were sitting there again with our Mexican yep. friends. Um, number 13, we're probably majorly underseating these folks, but uh, I just don't quite buy the hype. Number yep. 13, Xavier is getting a lot of love right now, but let's pump the brakes. You beat Kennesaw State where no one knows where that is. And <laughs> Pittsburgh, who, again, yeah, congrats, you beat Iowa State, but you're not exactly a powerhouse this no. year. So I'll say Xavier, again, 27-9 and nine now on the year, strong showing, but you play in, what, the freaking Big East? So yeah, like, that's not what it used to we'll be. We'll see how you go against <clears throat> Texas. And to go even further with the Kennesaw State game, Annie, my wife, is grew up like 20 minutes from Kennesaw State. Oh, that's and funny. So we watched that game, and yeah. let me tell you, Kansas State lost that game more than Xavier won the game. Kansas yeah. State, they were up by like 15 with like four minutes left, so not convinced with Xavier at all. Honestly, could have been lower for me. But at 12, I'm looking at a list. Oof. Yeah, this is hard. It's hard to see these Sweet 16 teams because they all have had a reason to get here. They've all yeah. earned it. But I'm just going based on the last two games. We're going to go with Kansas State at 12. Um, similar to, once again, these other lowly-seeded teams – didn't blow Montana State out of the water. Won that game by 12. Was actually under 10 for a lot of the game. Uh, and then beat a Kentucky team by 6, but also a Kentucky team that, that's their 12th loss in the year. Um, it's just hard to kind of gauge where Kansas State is at the moment, but we'll learn a lot this weekend. Exactly. Number 11, Creighton. Um, it was a really solid win against Baylor. They've clearly got some shooters. They've got this one really lanky dude who he could just about do everything. Um, I'm really interested in how they're going to match up against, actually against the team that we have at number 10. Not much else to add with them except for it looked more like Baylor ran out of gas than it was that Creighton really yeah. like, put the hurt on them. Um, and then who do we have at 10, Coda? Yeah, at 10, and maybe a product of the name that they are a little higher on this list is Princeton. Uh, which obviously we all know is a big sports powerhouse. Yeah, um, I don't know anything else about that university. I don't know <laughs> if they have any other niches. Nah. Um, but Princeton, coming to the 10th seed, but they beat Arizona and Missouri, and Missouri pretty convincingly. So honestly, if this name was Alabama mm-hmm. or Houston, they might be higher on our list. But I just, it's hard to believe, you know. I think that's well said. And speaking of belief, at number nine, we have Gonzaga, a team I really believe in, but also they could be gone next game yeah. uh, with a tough matchup against UCLA. I just thought Drew Timmy really willed them to victory. I think as long as they can stay out of foul trouble, they do have a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. And Mark View is one of the best coaches in the tournament at number nine. Agreed. Uh, coming in at eight as our most average of the Sweet 16 teams, apparently, is the University of Tennessee 
Um, got a nice win against Duke, who we both had going pretty far. I think yeah. almost everyone. I know Annie had Duke going to uh, the Final Four. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not much to say about Tennessee. I think they're absolutely uh, not going to win at all. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we have them in eight. Number seven was Arkansas. I will say I was incredibly surprised by them, not just by their coach ripping his shirt off, but I, I think they really did come and, and take a game from Kansas, who I think took their foot off the gas. Yeah. I don't know if they're as real as they potentially look by that win. However, we gave them a pretty good seed, so go yeah. Razorbacks. Fair. Uh, at number six, a team that we're both pretty high on going into the tournament, hasn't quite lived up to our expectations yet, is Texas. Uh, got a win against Colgate, only by 20 in the yeah. first round, not much of a blowout. Uh, struggled against Penn State. Not sure what to think yet, but Texas at six. Number five, we have uh, the University of California, Los Angeles, otherwise known as UCLA Bruins. A lot of homers in this area. Oh, yeah. We also feel really good about them. I think they, frankly, deserve maybe even more than a two seed. Uh, and they, you know, they've, they've pretty convincingly done away with uh, UNC Asheville and, and uh, Northwestern. I think Northwestern, honestly, was more game than people expected them mm-hmm. to be. A uh, lot of, lot of uh, old guys on the team as well, and obviously Mick Cronin's a freaking class act, yep. so that's five. Yeah, at number four, we have Michigan State, who I think is a little underrated, is really impressed at the tournament, picking up wins against USC and Marquette's a two-seed. Yeah. Um, hasn't really had a cupcake, no gimmies here, so uh, they really controlled both games, impressed by them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, UConn at number three. Honestly, I think they've been one of the surprises of the tournament. Uh, I think people forgot how just good they are at this time of year. Yeah. Uh, but they I mean, they did away with Rick Pitino's former team, Iona. And I almost said Iowa, I had to catch myself. <laughs> and then they beat a very good St. Mary's team mm-hmm. by 15, uh, which I think was potentially an upset. So I think Arkansas is going to have their hands full with UConn uh, at three. I agree. Uh, at number two, uh, mainly because our number one seed has been so dominant, is Houston. Uh, didn't play great in the first round, but picked up a W and then really dominated Auburn, yeah. um, which I didn't see coming. So Houston's impressed. I was pissed, to be completely frank. But <laughs> also, it'd be really fun if Houston won the championship this year in, in Houston. Houston. It'd be Houston, Texas. Yeah. Uh, well, I just said that as a safe, but also Houston versus Texas in the Elite Eight would be a pretty crazy matchup That'd as well. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Houston, Texas in... Oh, uh, it would be in Kansas City. It would be in Kansas City, sadly. Um, and then folks that would travel really well for a championship game would be the Alabama Crimson Tide, who yeah. we have number one, still the overall number one seed. Good on them. They've shown up, and they're, they're doing everybody down there proud so i would totally agree and and you may have noticed that we have uh sped up because frankly we want to spend some time picking the results right we're into the sweet 16 let's let's take all the information that we have we're going to go game by game honestly i'm going to just give my pick koto give his pick and then we'll love it you know bada bing bada boom so let's start in the top left alabama san diego state i don't expect anything crazy there i'm gonna pick alabama coda do you have an upset or are you going with the, with the kings it's the same for me i'm picking alabama here a little bit reluctantly i want my uh words that they are not as good as they look to be true but they look the part i love it let's alternate you go next okay uh, Creighton and Princeton, we just mentioned this. I don't know how much my heart has changed in the last 10 or 15 minutes. Um, but you know what? What the hell? 
I'm going to go Princeton. Why not? It. Let's make Alabama's path even easier. I love it. You know, I'm going to also flop, and I'm going to go Creighton. I All think, right. uh, like we've said, I think the Cinderella's die hard in this round, yeah. and I also think Creighton's going to scout them very well. Uh, and I think less threes will drop for them. Florida Atlantic, Tennessee, i got to go with the Vols here. They looked freaking good against Duke, and the Owls of Florida Atlantic did not look super impressive. It's fairly Dickinson. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, Volunteers there as well. Uh, but now, probably the most evenly matched intriguing game that we've talked about so far is Kansas State 3 seed at 7, or not at, but playing 7 seed Michigan State. Uh, this is a hard one for me. I'm probably going to go Michigan State here. Uh, just based on how they've looked compared to Kansas State, but this one really is a toss-up. I'll go Sparty as well. I believe in Tom Izzo more than I believe in whoever Kansas State's coach is, (laughs) respectfully. Um, I just think this is actually not an upset uh, in terms of the original 7-3. You'll notice that it's now a 4-12 for us. Um, I just think they looked like they were on a freaking mission against Marquette. Uh, USC is a very hard matchup to start. Houston over Miami. Uh, I'm going to go with Houston over Miami. I doubted them versus Auburn. I think Miami looked like they were a little bit out of gas last game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, I don't think that that's a super surprising pick. Cody, do you have yeah. anything else? Uh, I'm going to go an upset here. Okay. I'm going to go uh, Miami over Houston. Uh, Houston's never performed well in okay. March. Um, I think Miami's played better teams throughout the year. It's a little better tested for a game like this. So I'm going to go Miami. I love it. I love and then we got... Also, a very interesting game, um, Xavier in Texas, which based on how we've seeded, I'm going to go with the grain here and go with Texas over Xavier. Hook em. I think this will be a convincing win for Texas, and I'm fully ready to eat my words later on, but I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to do us proud. Yeah. Um, moving down, UConn versus Arkansas. Again, if this is uh, true to our seeds and true to the seeds of the bracket originally, I think UConn will, get, will take care of business. Uh, I did not think that Arkansas was going to pull that out, and I, I really think uh, this is going to be the time when I think experience really shows up here. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'm going to go UConn here as well. Uh, I like Arkansas. I mentioned that on the podcast before, but I just think uh, the history of UConn in this tournament, they know what to do. It's weird. It's not even the same players, but that program just does something in March, so UConn over Arkansas for me as well. And finishing this out is a very intriguing game. Probably the game I'm most excited for. Gonzaga 3-seed, 2-seed UCLA. West Coast big-time matchup. Really fun game. Should be high scoring. Um, I'm going to go UCLA here. Mainly because the uh, Elite Eight is in Vegas. And if anyone is from L.A., they know that L.A. people love going to Vegas, and I want this for UCLA fans. I like it. I'll go with Gonzaga just to keep my original pick, and I, I still believe in Timmy and gang. Uh, it's going to be a great game, though. Holy cow, what a matchup. Um, all right, Bama and Creighton uh, is what I have, and I have Bama marching on. You have Bama-Princeton. What do you got? Bama-Princeton. Uh, I've definitely got Bama marching on that. Love that. What about uh, What's your matchup in the other... Uh, Tennessee, Michigan State, and you know what? I'm going to freaking go with MSU here. I am too. Yeah, I just, it kind of the same thing with the UConn stuff. I really believe in Tom Izzo. Mm. That program's been there before. They know what they're doing. I really like it. Um, Houston, Miami, uh, we had, well, I had Miami, you and you had Houston, right? Yeah. Oh, dang. So, wait, 
you have Houston and Texas, and which is the matchup have, I yeah. have talked about, but I got Miami and Texas. Who okay. you got? I have Texas. I, I still really think that they're the strength I love it. Uh, in that area. But... I'm going to go there as well. Okay. I got Texas. Uh, who do you have rounding out? I'm going to go with the Zags. I think when it comes down wow. to experience versus experience, I'm going to go with the better player, better coach, and I think that's Gonzaga. You've got, you have uh, UConn versus UCLA? Yeah, and I'm going to go UCLA here, um, mainly because I'm going to stick to my original predictions. Um, the only thing different here would be Michigan State over Purdue. Um, so more than anything, I'd pick this because I want at least three or four of my teams to be right. Mm, I like that. Um, I'm going to take Alabama over Michigan State in the Final Four, uh, which is just hysterical that that's <laughs> going to be even a matchup, uh, given what we saw. But that's actually the one seed versus the four seed in our reseeded Sweet 16. Yeah, so, you know, kind of the two teams we're uh, really hyped about. Yep. I'm actually going to go MSU there. Sure. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's my Alabama thing, just really wanting that to be right. Uh, but I'll go Michigan State and UCLA. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I have um, I have Texas beating Gonzaga to yeah. join Alabama in for a you know classic football school matchup yeah. in the basketball championship. That's our one seed versus our six seed. Uh, and then I am going to uh, double down on Hook'em Horns and have an actual upset happen in the national championship Ooh. game. With the sixth seed in our reseeding, taking it. From wow. Bama. I love it. I'm going to go with UCLA over Michigan State. Um, big Pac 12 guy. Grew up on the West Coast. Watched them a lot this year. Just think they've been tried and true, very solid all year. Um, so I'm sticking with UCLA as my national champion. As my last word, make it so. Go Bruins. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. At least for the people here in L.A. I'd love it for the celebrations in L.A. We'd probably have a great time with 33 Chaps that night. Um, well, something I do want to mention, our all-time head-to-head picks at this point, so we've just made some, and we'll have to find a way to maybe integrate these, at least our Sweet 16 picks. Um, 12 and 15 for Ben, and mirrored 15 and 12 for me. So pretty tight here. Yeah. And we've just put a ton of picks in, uh, so we're going to have a ton of moving, it seems. Um... Yeah, it's going to be great, but watch Sweet 16. Also, we've realized the Elite Eight is also going to happen before our next podcast, correct? Indeed. Okay, so please watch March Madness because we're going to have a ton to talk about next week. You don't want to be confused when we're talking about it. And as always, we're probably going to be watching our favorite person to talk about in this podcast, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe make a decision. Maybe uh, be stuck in prison in Green Bay. We'll see, but come back to hear all of that next week on the Fourth Quarter Podcast.